Hi and welcome to Wicked Takes, episode 111, the angel number. 111 is a spiritual number that has been shown to be significant in psychic readings, tarot cards, and even the Bible. It's a very spiritual episode. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. What's going on, gentlemen? I'm the green. Another episode, another football season completed. Race of Takes has now gone through two and a, not even a quarter, two and an eighth football seasons, going stronger than ever. And with the playoffs coming to an end, we have our winners and our losers of our annual playoff uh, showdown. Uh, Dylan won it the first year. I won it the second of the year. And now our third year, we have a new champion. It is Cameron with a diesel 34 points. Uh, he made 10 points this week because... That's all time. Uh, well, we changed the scoring this year, but he made oh. 10 extra points because he called the early uh, Rams win in the preseason. So shout out to Cam for that. But coming in right behind him, a point and a half behind him, Tucker with 32 and a half, who also had the Rams uh, winning Super Bowl. In third place, the smartest pod in America. Two out of four of us picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Pretty damn good. Uh, in third place, Dylan, sixteen and a half, beat me by a Big half drop a point. Off. <laughs> beat me by a half a point with sixteen. Yeah, no, Dylan, we didn't pick the games well. We, I started out in first with my preseason picks. I had great preseason picks, and then I just guessed every single game wrong. I went heart over head, and then I went head over heart, and it bit me in the ass. So. Um, Cam, congratulations, playoff champion for 2022. Uh, how you feeling? Feel great about it. Um, give a shout out to Tucker. He was with me all the way through about our uh, Rams take. I actually looked it up on my way back from the Super Bowl Super Bowl party. Um, I was telling a buddy of mine that back on whatever date it was. And I went back in the pod, found the date, found the recording, played it for everyone I was around, September 8th, uh, and they loved it. They were like, wow, that's impressive. Love that. Um, so that's that's going to be my claim to fame for a while. And I went 6-0 in the first round. Big help. And then from there, picking the Bengals over the Chiefs was a, was a big one, too. So I don't know. I deserve it for sure. And uh, still shouts to Tucker, though. Congratulations. Um, unfortunately, our poll is not yet resolved. Uh, right now, we have a three-way tie between Uh-oh. Dylan, myself, and Cam. Uh, we got down. We've got. Oh, I came back. We've got forty minutes left on the poll, so hopefully, one person votes um, to to eve to decide the winner. But we'll check in on that. Tucker, looks like you're gonna take an L here. So. Uh, Unless you go back to your old ways of... Actually, I think you're only down a vote. Two, four... I don't know. You might only be down a vote, actually, Tuck. Maybe two. Um, But, yeah, so we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll get the point figured out. Can we get on the board? All right, uh, wait, 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 wait. Linnea hasn't voted yet. I haven't told her anything. Do we trust oh her to choose God. the winner? I haven't told her a single thing. Why not? Do we trust Trust me on that. All right. That's it. That's us. We have a three-way tie. Horns up now. So pick your favorite take. Vocalize it so that our 
faithful audience can hear. Wait, is it recording right now? We are. You are yes. live, Blanea. Oh. Horns up, Blanea. And then you can't hear me, but horns up. I know she's going to pick mine. Mine's the most accessible. I'm not telling you. Was 56 this year? What's, yes, what that was, was this, this, this current city. I don't understand the first one. Okay. Um, that's in the red. Or, sorry, B. I don't like A, I like B. I don't know what MBB is. Men's basketball. Men's basketball. Tell her men's basketball. Dylan's, Dylan is dropping <laughs> my tape. Dylan's making sure I don't get picked for this. I, I like B. The M MBA is a... MBB. Men's MBB. basketball. MBB. Men's basketball for college. Oh, I don't like basketball. <laughs> I like the one with the slam dunk contest. Woo! <laughs> Trey's the winner. Mine was A. Mine, mine came true. It makes no sense. Well, maybe Trey sucked. <laughs> Super Bowl no, we have 56. Only the second matchup of two number one. I was pretty picks. damn thorough in that explanation. And history will repeat itself with Stafford beating I Burrow. I literally don't understand what that says. Yeah, well, you don't know sports. So. <laughs> well, I'm tentative winner for now. Trey. Say otherwise. That could, uh... Good one. All right, well, did you vote on it? Did you click the thing? Oh. Press B. Don't mess you up. You clicked A by accident. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anybody got winners and losers other than that? Uh, me, huge winner, Jamar Chase, and... Oh, Aaron yeah. Rogers. Wait, uh, yeah, Dill. Huge, huge loser still, Jamar Chase. I want to touch on this. Dylan had... He didn't win the playoff contest. He didn't get the most picks right of the teams, but Dylan had a pretty damn good year picking picking things in this league. He had Jamar Chase picked as the fifth overall pick. He had Jamar Chase picked as the rookie of the year. He had he was probably higher on the Bengals than any of us. Um, and he had uh, Aaron Rodgers win the MVP, who I really thought wasn't going to win. I thought it was going to be greedy. I think we need to start putting down bets for every single take that we have on this pod because. We got rushing leader correct, which was like 10 or 15 to 1. We got Jamar Chase for uh, rookie of the year, which was like 20 to 1. We got Aaron Rodgers MVP 10 to 1. We got Rams to win the Super Bowl, which was like 12 or 15 to 1. Like, we've come up with every major thing we basically predicted happening, at least one of us. I'm all in. Gotta start putting futures down. Um, all right. Who's got a ways to take and wants to lead off? I'll go. Go I ahead. Can't. Oh, go ahead. All right. Well, mine is about the Super Bowl. More specifically, Super Bowl hangover. Um, the Bengals. Everyone knows after coming in second place, after losing in the Super Bowl, there is usually a Super Bowl hangover that follows. I think that the Bengals Super Bowl hangover is going to be bad. I mean, they are in a very good division where it's super competitive every year. They are young, but not, I mean, not super talented. They're good. Their O-line is still garbage. Their defense started playing well, but got torn apart because their best cornerback is a guy named Eli Apple, who's trash. Uh, I just, I don't think they're making the playoffs. 
next year. I think the Bengals' Super Bowl hangover will cause them to not make the playoffs in 2022. Well, I'll start so off by saying... I'll start off by saying um, I love apples. Apples are my favorite fruit, and they're not garbage. Did you Apple, not apples see my apple rolled on Twitter? Yeah, no, I don't like them either. <laughs> Everybody in the league hates them. Yeah. He's the most hated cornerback <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, he talks too much trash and isn't very good. Gets, but he just gets disrespected worse than any guy I've ever seen. He's a Buckeye, right, Cam? Yeah. He was drafted by the Giants to begin with, and we all hate him. He's, he's terrible, but I'll get into that. Well, I'll, I'll respond to the take immediately, Tuck, and say that I do agree that the Super Bowl hangover is going to be tough, and I, I want to touch on it later. I do think they'll make the playoffs, though. I think they're a good enough team. I mean, you can have a lot of luck on your side, and um, and you still have to be a pretty good team to make the playoffs. I still think they're young enough. They still got, you know, their quarterbacks are going to be in his third year. Their best receiver is going to be in his second year. Their running back, Mixon's pretty young. They just got to beef up the, the, the O-line. Their D-line actually played pretty well in this game. And um, so I think they'll be back in the playoffs, but I do think there's going to be hangover, which I, I'll touch on later. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I want to touch on later, too. Um, in regards to them not making the playoffs, I, I really don't know because I think – I've said this all season. I think they're an anomaly. I really think that they did not deserve to be I'm not saying they don't deserve it. They should not have been here. On paper, no more eye test. Like, people are comparing them to the 2011 Giants. It, it's not the same at all. Like, well, they were a great defense. Sure, yeah, but you, you said it yourself. Like, Eli Apple is the best corner. No, the 2011 was, Giants. Oh, 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 yeah, 2011 Giants was just, he, like, just carried. Um, but what I'm saying is, that, like, this Bengals team, we've talked about it before. Like, we can't name a, a ton of players. And they're an anomaly, so I can't, I don't agree, but I don't disagree. So... My my take on this, and I'm gonna get into it later, is I think the Bengals are just gonna be a nine and eight, ten and seven, eleven and six team for a while, um, and that's all I can say right for now. Yeah, I, to jump in, I think this comes down to what happens in the AFC North. Do the Steelers come back without Big Ben and be better than they were? Uh, are the Ravens gonna be? you know, back to form when if they get healthy for next year. And the Browns, if they can figure out quarterback as well, I mean, that's, like Tuck said, very competitive all around in there. Um, if that division is even, it is more competitive this year. I mean, <laughs> the Bengals were first with 10 wins and the Ravens were last with eight wins. And I wouldn't even say that, that this was as competitive as it could be. You know, so if like, the rest of the division just gets that much better, then their chances could fall out. Like, they could fall I, out of the playoffs. So I, I agree with that, Dill. I think that, you know, the Ravens, I, in my personal opinion, I think they're still the best division or the best team in that division. Um, and then the Browns, I think they're falling off. The Steelers, we don't really know what they're going to do. But that's a big part of it. 
like the Bengals aren't going to win. And they still, I mean, there's still the Titans, the Colts, the Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Pats, Bills, and Dolphins. Right. And that's what I'm going to get into later when we talk about the Super Bowl and then, you know, current current status and future status. I like you putting some weight on it, though, Tuck, and just say, not saying, like, they're going to be worse. So I appreciate that. No, I know what a way to take this. Have you wait? Um... All right, I have a waste to take, gentlemen. I was talking to Cam before the show. I had a non-waste to take that I might save. It's just kind of a take that I think is going to happen, but this is a waste to take. So if you hadn't heard, Stephen Ross, apparently the NFL has evidence of him telling, you know, staff to lose games. Obviously, Brian Flores came out and said it, um, but the NFL is saying they have evidence that um, – that he did it. Now, he's probably going to come out and say it was a joke. He was joking. I don't think that's going to hold up. So, if this comes down to it, and it, it, it may, he may be forced to sell the team. Um, he may Donald be... Donald Trump. Uh, nope. I got, I got an interesting one now. <laughs> he may be forced to sell the team. Now, who would buy the team? Well, let's think about some you know big players in the NFL. Maybe some recently retired big players in the NFL. I think an ownership group led by Tom Brady is going to buy the Dolphins. And Tom Brady, who has been kind of back and forth in this retirement all of a sudden, been hearing whispers about him leaving the door open to think about returning, is going to be the first ever player owner Owner. in the NFL. I I love this. I love this. I love this so much. Trey? I give you a lot of slack for coming up with measly little pander takes. This is your best take ever. Um, will it happen? Probably not. No, probably not. But that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Ludicrous. And I never would have thought of this in a million years. Um, I don't really know how he would afford it. Got to be a big group. Fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the logistics would work. You but I think that would, money. I think that would. He's got a lot of friends in high places, so Be- I, I. Bezos I, put up a picture of him during his retirement. So. Yeah, no, he could he could make it work. That's not the problem, and I think that's like the Brady move to just be like, I'm gonna do this, and no one's ever gonna ever do this ever again. And I absolutely love this take. I'm gonna vote for it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dill? Um, yeah, this is hilarious. Um, it's funny that it's the Dolphins, too, because if you think about um, teams that, you know, had the Pats numbers somehow, strangely, it was always the Dolphins. Um, so this would be an all-time move to buy the team that you just kind of struggled with, to be honest with you. Um, so that would be hilarious just in, in that regard um, for me. And then to play on the team too. Um, I, I, I love this take. This is this would be like, if this came true, this would be, this would go down as literally the greatest take of all time. Let's hope it does. Talk. Yeah, no, I am strongly rooting for this take to happen. I mean, it would suck as a Patriots fan to have to play Tom Brady. Player slash player owner, owner Tom Brady. <laughs> um, 
dear God, that would suck. But um, it would also be just perfect. I mean, he loves Florida, number one. Loves it. Dolphins owner's out. Wouldn't have two. to move. Dolphins sucks, number three. I mean, stars are aligning. He's the next Jackie Moon, player, owner. Uh, all right, pretty straightforward. Who's got a next take? I have one. Um, mine is actually the second week in a row. Baseball take, kind of. Wow. A little football, a little baseball. Um, I have this take. When I, like, hear news or read something um, and I come up with a take, I write it down in my notes. So I usually have, like, usually, like, two, three, four deep in takes. And this one's just been lingering for a while. And um, as it's been lingering, it's come up a little bit more and more. And it's regarding A.J. Brown. I don't know if you've heard uh, Rumorville and the videos he's posted. And he was actually drafted by the San Diego Padres back in the, the Dizay. Um, so here's my take. I think that with the lockout, it's not going to happen this year. But I'm pretty much banking on the Titans kind of digressing and Tannehill may, I, I think this is probably going to be his last season as a starter, maybe his last season in Tennessee um, and everything about the Titans is going to digress. So I think not this season with the lockout, but after this season, the 2023 baseball season, AJ Brown is going to be on the San Diego Padres. Full time, or is he going to pull a, a Dion and a bow? So I think it's going to be a full time. I think he's just going to go MLB, and he's going to get paid from the NFL. He's going to get paid this year. He's going to get paid the next year. Um, or I guess would he get paid for that year? I don't know. Um, but I think he's going to be full time. I think he'll go MLB, and he'll just focus everything on that and maybe one day come back to the NFL, but I think A.J. Brown's going to be a Padre in the 2023 baseball season. Let me just throw a side comment in and say it's sad that the Padres are better at drafting receivers than the Patriots are, but um, I would have liked this more if it was the two-way player thing. I don't know if he's just going to give up. Um, I don't see any reason for it. Like, I understand his team may be getting worse, but he can always go to a new team. I mean, I think I'm trying to remember his rookie deal. So I think this is the last year of his rookie deal or this last year. Maybe he's got one year left on his rookie deal yeah. this next he's, year. No, I think he's about to get paid. Yeah, so he'll get paid by by the Titans. And obviously this league is so fluid now you could ask for a trade. So I don't see him just giving up on football. I think he can be successful elsewhere if he wants to. I think he can be successful there. I mean – Vrabel's a pretty good coach. I, I would have some confidence in him in finding the next guy to lead the team uh, in terms of a quarterback. But um, maybe Aaron Rodgers building a house down there. Um, I don't see him totally giving up. I would, you know, wouldn't hate to see him make an attempt at a two like a two way deal. That was cool when Bo did it. It was cool when Dion did it. Um, so I, I I don't think he's giving up on football. But I I didn't I actually didn't know he was a baseball player, but. I wouldn't be surprised to see him give it a shot if he wanted to. Dale, you're a baseball guy. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know the guy's like work ethic or anything, um, but I feel like it it would be easier to just continue to play football, right? Get your checks, play football, have a good time, run the course like you've done. He's a veteran by now. Um, to just switch gears and play baseball, like I don't know, it like that's not an easy task. Um, and it's going to cost him money to do that. I know Kansas City might get paid for two sports, but in the long run, it'll cost him money. Uh, and I don't know if that's – like, you have to just do it out of sheer will and want, and I don't know anything about him if he actually wants to do that. Cam just said that he's been in the cage recently. That's fantastic. Sometimes I kick field goals. Doesn't mean I play football. <laughs> Very true. 50-yarder. Um, Tuck? Yeah, I just want to start off with, I'm so tired of all these athletes being so good at everything, all the sports. Like, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. They're even they, good like, at gaming. You get one. You get one sport that you need to really be good at. I trained so long in baseball. AJ Brown could go out on the field for one day, and he would be better than you know how much that pisses me off? And then he can go to the basketball court and kick my ass there, too. You get one sport. If you want to be great at one sport, good for you. But I'm so tired of these multi-sport athletes that are good at everything. Just be good at one thing. Be good at one. I'm, I'm done with it. I'm so done with athletes being so much better than me at everything. And then, like, there's the guy that's like, oh, yeah, he also went to Stanford, too. It's like, fuck you. Just be a dumb idiot that can catch a football. Oh, good response. <laughs> so do you agree or disagree? Sure. No, I, no, because he's coming to the Patriots. <laughs> okay, I love that. That's the default answer. Um, okay, Bill, take. Um, first off, I'd like to just add a loser for myself for um, the Ben, ben Dover tweet. Fooled me. Fooled me pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, I said Kyler Murray traded to Minnesota. Just not true. Just a tweet. It just popped up on my screen. I saw it. It was like a like a push notification. It was like, oh, that's good news. I got the same push notification too. What an idiot! So <laughs> congratulations, Ben. Uh, you got you got one. Benjamin um, Dover claims another victim. It's unfortunate. Uh, for my take, though, um, I'm going kind of uh, tin hat brain here. I've always been an NFL guy, right? I wear the NFL hat, love the refs, love everything that has to do with the league. They, they run a tremendous uh, group uh, <laughs> out over there. Uh, Goodell, not my favorite, but, you know, he's got a lot of things to manage, so I respect him. Um, now, this Rams team was good. They were good at the start of the year. We knew that coming in. Um Cam and Tucker picked him as winning the Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of I feel like a lot of other people had their eyes on him. This is the second year in a row that the NFL has had the Super Bowl just happen to fall at the stadium where the team who won the Super Bowl, that's their home stadium. Happened at the Bucks with Brady. What a tremendous story that was. That was good for the league, good for Brady. Um, 
this Rams victory, same thing. Once in happening once is not a trend. Happening twice, there is a trend. I'm saying the NFL rigged this season in order for the Rams to have a very decent shot at winning the Super Bowl. They wanted to hype up this new stadium, which of course they want to do. That's fine. But they orchestrated a way to have the Rams have the best chance to get there. And then um, once it got to the big game, they had some things go the Rams way late that helped them over the edge. Maybe a little holding call that might not have been a holding call. And uh, this Super Bowl victory is essentially a fraud. That's the take. That's a bold claim. You're not a conspiracy guy. Connect the dots guy. Um, it is strange that it had never happened in 55 years, and then it happens twice in a row. That, what uh, great story this Rams one is. Stafford, a kid out of nowhere, out of the worst team in the league, comes out, wins a Super Bowl. What, what better for the league than something like that to happen? So I will say, if they really wanted the great story, they would have had the Super Bowl in Detroit. In, in the, inside that Detroit stadium, and then Matt Stafford walks in there and wins the Super Bowl. That would have been a great story, but that would have been fucking awesome. You're no doubt. D- Detroit would have been way more hype. Yeah. Than LA was. <laughs> I will say, you get three strikes and you're out. So I'll say the first one. All right, cool. This has never happened before. Second one. What the hell is going on? Twice in a row. That's weird. If they if it, if if the uh, Arizona Cardinals win the Super Bowl next year, maybe put that as your pick. Maybe put a future on that. Then we got something cooking. But I'm I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll trade two strikes, three strikes you're out. Talk. Um. Yeah, I am. I'm going with Trey on the three strikes you're out policy. Two is like you know what it could happen. Uh, there's actually a one in 256 chance that uh, the team two times in a row a team makes a Super Bowl. So it's not unheard of. Um, three times? No, that's to a number that I can't think of. I think it's like 2,048, and that's too high. That's too high for me. At that point, I'm out. It's 4,090. One in 4,096. At that point. That's too high, and I'm completely out. Cameron? So I'm going to first off disagree with Dylan. I do not think it is rigged. Um, the Bucks won last year, and they had to go through the ringer. Obviously, the first one was the Redskins, but that was pretty close. And then the Packers, uh, Saints Packers, and then Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I don't think that's rigged at all. The Rams had to go through Brady, who they gave to last year, according to you. Um, and then the Niners, who notoriously beat the Rams. Granted, the Bengals, maybe not the best opponent. Uh, so I, I strongly disagree with the, the rigged factor. It's all planned way ahead, and Stafford just happened to get traded there. It makes sense. Even with the three strikes rule, if the Cardinals win it next year, I still would not believe it. I would. Uh, nope. 
It can't happen three times in a row. Yeah. No, it could. I would be less convinced because that's too obvious at that point. They wouldn't do it three times in a row. That's exactly my thought process. They would never do that. So if they if the Cardinals win next year, it it pretty much solidifies that it's not rigged because that's just too obvious. Um, granted, the Cardinals are not going to win next year. Put that down. Uh, I do not agree with you doing. All right, that's wasted takes. Let's get right in to the big game. So start with pregame. Um, I so I'm gonna be I'm gonna go in the trust tree here. I did go out to the bar for the game. I hate watching football games at bars. Couldn't hear a goddamn thing. Barely see. I got a little inebriated. Um, I do know what happened. Like, I, I didn't black out or anything. I didn't even get close to that drunk. I do know what happened. It was just very crowded, very loud. Um, I was waiting in line during pregame, so I missed almost all of pregame. And the stupid people in the bar didn't even put the sound of the game on until kickoff, so I couldn't hear, like, what The Rock was screaming about. Um, but I did watch all that stuff afterwards. Um, I know the, uh, national anthem hit the over. So congrats to everyone who bet that. And, um, yeah. So what do you think of the pregame? What do you think of that rock thing? I think that was stupid. I think it was cringy. I think, you know, you're, you're sitting, uh, they're sitting in an NFL meeting. Like, wouldn't it be sick if the rock came out and yelled about the game a little bit? And they were all like, yeah, 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 everyone will love that. Stupid. Hated it. Um, the rest of it, didn't really see it. But pregame, thoughts on The Rock, Tuck? Um, I didn't mind The Rock. I thought he was fun. I thought he gave the energy he needed pregame. Did a good job. You know, it wasn't like it was a celeb. It was a celebrity that also had a football background. Like, dude played for the U and, like, the height of the U. So I was a fan of it. Like, just because, you know, you got a celebrity, but you got a celebrity that's cool. I mean, L.A. is going to have, like, that showmanship. So, at least you got someone that works for it, which is The Rock. I mean, he's the perfect guy to do for that exact situation. But, yeah, uh, pregame, it was nothing special. Uh, the national anthem was magical. She is the voice of an angel and can hit that note for as long as she wants to. Love her. Cam, your party went crazy with the National Anthem? Um, National Anthem, we were a little confused because we thought it was a different line. So we were, like, timing it, and it was, like, really close to what we thought. I forget. What was the line, Tucker? I got it at 139 and a half. Right. Which it was way over on mine. Everyone had it going over. I mean, every single better I saw had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it, it definitely went over 139 and a half. The problem was somebody told us the line before. I don't think many people had it at my party, honestly. But someone told us before that the line was like 146, 78, something like that. So when I timed it and clocked it, it was like really close. So no one was really hyping it up. I don't know. I didn't care. I like the national anthem. sounded good. Um, coin toss, however, at my party, everybody decided that we were going to go heads. Obviously, it was heads. I won. Uh, I won the coin toss as well. I got heads. Yeah, so everyone at the party agreed. Everyone's going heads, except for one kid who bet it, like, a couple days before or something. Didn't get on the memo. Bet tails, idiot. Uh, so everybody bet heads, and as soon as it went heads, went ballistic. As far as the rock goes, 
I was like indifferent about it. They tried to do something, you know, a little bit different. I thought he he didn't do the Bruce Buffer, but I thought he was kind of trying to make his own Bruce Buffer and was just I, not going to do another one. So it's not his fault necessarily for being in that place, but uh, I, I'm indifferent about it. I actually watched it with Linnea, who said she's like he's like that dude from boxing. So she even said he reminded well, her. Well, they of did Bruce that in Buffer. the they did that in the NFC Championship, right? I think he he announced the kickoff and they he said let's get ready to rumble during. I didn't that. watch the kickoff for that one. I'm not gonna lie. They're not Bruce Buffer, Michael Buffer, his brother. I don't know. Um, Dylan, anything on free game? Um, didn't really watch much. I remember the rock. Uh, I mean, the anthem was, was good. I thought she did a great job. Um, I had no idea who the woman was who sung, uh, whatever the other one was. What's the one? <laughs> uh, star spangled, star spangled banner. Uh, the, uh, well, no, I don't know. I couldn't hear it. God bless America. Um, shoot, I forget what it was. I don't know. But I couldn't she hear. did a good. She did a good job. I just don't know who it was. Um, uh, I didn't. I couldn't bet the coin toss. My bookie like that didn't have that one, so no, I just didn't bet that one. Um, and Tuck lost the coin toss, so we were kind of sad. But is what it is. Tuck had a pretty good day otherwise. Speaking of betting, the kickoff. Goes for a touchback. I heard like eight people in the crowd that I was in scream louder than they did the entire game. And one of them was a Rams fan wearing a Cooper Cup jersey. Went nuts when the kickoff went for a touchback. But uh, first half, um, like I said, I don't have this. I mean, I'll just preface the whole game by saying this. I thought it was underwhelming. I don't think it was that. It, I'm glad it was close. Um, but I don't think it was that exciting of a game. Um it kind of it kind of seems slow to me for a Super Bowl. Now I kind of feel like how probably Cam felt during the Rams Patriots Super Bowl when you don't have a dog in the fight and it's kind of a lower scoring defensive affair. Um, it's it's a little it's a little like boring. Um, but Odell obviously catches a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, ends up going down later with probably a torn ACL. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened in the first half and what. Happened in the second half. Did Joe Mixon throw that touchdown in the first half? He did, right? Yeah, that was their first. Score. Yeah, Philly's mm-hmm. little Philly special shades. Is Philly special, um, but I mean, first half. I was glad it was close. Um, I was hoping. I went into the game saying, you know, I think if it's close, the Bengals are going to win it, and I think if it, and if that if it's not close, the the Rams are going to like destroy them. There's no way that the Bengals pull out in this game way ahead. I was worried that was going to be a blowout. I'm glad it wasn't. But at the end of the first half, I was feeling fine. I wasn't, you know, too amped up. But anything, any, uh, any thoughts on the first half, Tuck, at all? Um, the first half, let me think. I'm trying to think. The Philly special was very cool. Um, I don't know. This game felt boring in the first half, to say the least. I think it was just not what I thought it was going to be. I thought this was going to be like a shootout kind of game. Maybe a lot of sacks, if anything, for the Rams. But the Rams' D-line wasn't really doing much of anything to press the Burrow. And then on, but no points were being scored still, which was like such a weird situation where I was like, Joe Burrow's going to sling it 
but the Rams defense line is just going to kill them. And neither of those things happened. It just was a boring first half. The Rams tried to continue to run the ball when they just couldn't. And yeah, this was weird. I don't know. It was just so unexpected. There was a drop field goal. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was once. Um, it was an extra point. Yeah. Um, Dylan, anything on the first half? Anything that stuck out to you? Uh, the first play was a run play. I bet run play over the I wanted play. to put that bet was, in, and we didn't. It was great. Uh, got some cash on that one. Um, the rest of the first half, I, and I wouldn't say it was boring because it was close. Um, just nothing, no, no really highlight plays. It was just kind of um, no, no real long drives. Uh, the Philly special was cool to see. Um, the Rams pretty just the Rams kind of just locked up um, Chase really for the whole game, but especially in the first half, I think he had like three catches um, and like ten yards. And oh, uh, was the face mask in the first half. No, that's no, the beginning no, no. of the second half. Oh, that was like the first play. And then. Uh, yeah, Cam, you can go. All right, so first of all, the Jamar catch, the one-handed Jamar catch was insane. So he definitely had more right. than that. That was the um, first half? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I forgot to mention that. That was Again, nuts. Yeah, so that was, I believe it was on Ramsey. That was not a pass to Pierce. That was just I'll insane. say, I don't think Ramsey had a great game. I'll touch on it more no. later, but I don't think he played well. No, he definitely did. Yeah, 160 yards receiving on him. So the motion is clear. Jamar was underwhelming. Um, I forgot about that catch up. I think that was just not even like a DB situation, like covering him well. I think it was just more um, Burrow was just getting pressured every single time. Yeah. Uh, time. So first half was actually kind of what I, I expected. Unlike what you guys said, I, I expected it to be kind of low scoring. Um, Maybe another touchdown is what I was thinking. But as far as highlights, I mean, the Jamar catch was the best catch of the game easily. And then the Philly special Bengal style was another highlight. So, I mean, the first half had its, had its perks for sure. I enjoyed the first half very much. Um, I actually thought the Bengals kept it a lot closer than – I thought they were going to just based off the first Rams touchdown and how easy it was. I think the Odell injury definitely helped because if they didn't have that, I think he or Cooper Cub would have been just open all all game. So first half, I actually, I really did. Yeah, no, I, it's not that I didn't. I, I just, I, like I said, I was in a weird atmosphere, so I, I wasn't like 100% locked in on the game and um that was unfortunate but yeah that jamar catch was one of the coolest catches i've seen in a while um he is everything that that is advertised you know he didn't have a massive game and obviously they didn't get the win but he made some plays here and there um i will just want to touch i do just want to touch on odell um he's made kind of a comeback in my mind when 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 that whole browns thing went down i was like here we go again odell being an a-hole like he's a jerk, he's a rocker room cancer. Good guy couldn't have been more right about his situation. I mean, I know he posted the video. His father posted a video about all the times he was open and he got, you know, wasn't seen by Baker, but 
I thought I wrote it off as, oh, well, you can you can crop together any highlight and make the player look better than he is. No, it was just true. Baker just wasn't giving him the ball. He's still an elite receiver. Um, it was a shame to see him go down. I'm, you know, somewhat happy to see him get a ring, which is surprising me as a guy that's never been a huge fan of his outside of trade rumors uh, for his entire career. But um, he definitely, I think, was one of the stories of, of this of this team that he just kind of had a redemption year where everyone's like diva wide receiver, washed up, too injured, bum. Um, and he came out and was a really important part to this team. And I didn't expect that when he got when he went there. I thought he was going to be a role player. Um, it's a shame that he got hurt, and uh, hopefully he comes back better. Um, anybody got anything on Odell? Um, yeah, I got me and Bill had a take on Odell. Should have worn the cleats. One yep. of the most expensive cleats in history. Weighed him down. Diamonds in it and tore his ACL the same game. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty karma infused. <laughs> I'm not going to call it karma. Like, I don't think he deserved karma for having expensive cleats. But, like, you get a little too showboating in like, real life. He's probably a different weight than your normal cleats. I don't know, man. I don't know. Cam, does it, hurt, just, does it hurt to see Odell get his first ring not with the Giants? Absolutely not. No. I'm, I'm a big Odell fan. Um, I think the Giants got rid of him because he was that diva presence, and he, he did kind of give that off. Not going to lie. I didn't want to get rid of him, but the year after when we got the drill and draft pick or whatever, and he was on the Browns doing nothing, I was like, oh, we won that. We won that trade. I'm okay with it now. But um, I'm really – I'm actually happy for him that he matured. And uh, that he's doing well. I feel really bad that he tore his ACL. Um, I have a take. I think the, the, the worst thing that happened to Odell was making that one-hand catch. That's where it all turned. He's now a Super Bowl champion. So, <laughs> But, I mean, the, Maybe not that bad. the time in between with all the hate he gets, it stemmed from that catch. If he didn't make that catch, he wouldn't have got all the publicity. He wouldn't, I don't think he would have been oh, he was as diva-y. No, he was already rookie of the year easily. He was already getting publicity. It was. I love that catch. I watched that catch a lot. I love that catch. That's so cool. Um. All right. Halftime show. You know we're famous on our pod for some breakdowns from halftime show. Um. Obviously, you had some big names uh, in the rap industry from about you know fifteen to twenty years, kind of the. The uh, guys that kind of ran the game, at least out west. Um, but I heard mixed reports. I've heard some people say best halftime show ever. I've heard some people say I hated it. I heard some people say it was okay. I'm kind of in the it was okay crowd. Um, I think a big part of that is because I've never been a huge West Coast rap fan. Like I don't have any Dr. Dre on my phone i have very little 50 i have mostly eminem out of all the guys i don't have a single snoop dogg song it's a little too slow and chillaxed for me and in, in what i look for in rap um i did like the sets i like the homage to like compton and stuff like that i thought that was cool um i like the fact that they didn't let the nfl boss them around and just kind of did what they wanted obviously eminem took the knee i didn't notice it when it happened but that's whatever. But Dr. Dre, they tried to censor his lyrics and he didn't do it. They he's, He still said the line where he's like, still don't love police or whatever. Screw the NFL. Do whatever you want. Screw the NFL. Um, but 
I, I think I enjoyed Dre. I enjoyed Snoop. I enjoyed Eminem. I enjoyed 50. Not a huge, what's her name? Mary J. Blige. Is that who, who it is? Yep. Yeah. Not, don't know any songs by her. So that's just on me. Kendrick, I thought sucked. Uh, Kendrick came out to Mad City, just the opening refrain. Didn't even rap it. It was just kind of like pumped in. And then went into a song that I'm not, like, I've heard it before, but I've never, like, listened to it again after the first time I heard it. Um, Got to play the hits, man. Come out to Swimming Pools, you know, Mad City. Do something off your early albums um, that everybody loves. But, I mean, the set was cool. The kind of houses. It just felt, I think, uh, Cam, you texted this, and I was saying this to my roommates the whole time. I hate light Super Bowls. I hate West Coast Super Bowls. I want the Super Bowl to be dark. I want it to feel like a primetime event atmosphere. When it's like 5 p.m. and they're dancing around like that, it just doesn't feel the same. Like, you remember the Coldplay, Beyonce, like, I was pumped up for that in Super Bowl 50. I love Coldplay. And it stunk. It was the worst one ever because it was bright outside and all the music stunk. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it like a 6 out of 10. I enjoyed it. It's not going to be one of my favorites. I still have Shakira and J-Lo up there. I have Lady Gaga up there. Um, going back a bit. Um, Justin Timberlake uh, and and Janet Jackson. That one, not the one he just did. That one I didn't like. Um, Prince. Th- those those are the like Super Bowl performances to me. This This one felt just kind of like meh. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't my favorite either. And I don't think everything, anything will ever touch J-Lo Shakira ever. Like, I really don't. I don't think that can be that can be touched. Uh, Tucker, what do you think of the halftime show? Um, mediocre would be the best word to describe it. I mean, I thought Mary to the Blige was awful. I was like, wow, there's someone that used to be really talented. Really? I thought she was and lip syncing at first. Yeah. And then I watched it, and I was like, not really. But. If that's how she lip syncs, then dear God, like, find a better auto. You did not sound good. Um, but I thought she was bad. Uh, everyone else was like, okay. I didn't think any of them were like particularly awesome live. Kendrick was bad. And like Kendrick, I think I had the most opinion on just because uh, I know Kendrick probably the best besides Eminem out of this group. And so I thought he was terrible. Like I didn't know the song. I consider myself a Kendrick Lamar fan. And then Eminem, like, it was good. Lose yourself. Cool song to pick. Uh, I wanted more Eminem. That's what I meant. I wanted to say that too. I I wanted more. Of him. Yeah, I I felt like I knew with that many people, like everyone gets their moment, but like no one's gonna get a big one. So I kind of figured, kind of spoiling because I did enjoy Eminem a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah, I was just not like that was awesome. I guess like people that are in their thirties thought it was amazing. Like, so does everyone that's in their 30s. That Super Bowl halftime show is always geared towards is people in their 30s. So, like, I don't know. My, Overall, like... Yeah, my favorite part, my though, favorite. was 50 Cent upside down looking like a buck 50 cent because he looked fat. And him doing the hanging upside down thing from, from, the, old, uh, from the old video... Um, I think was the coolest part. It was like, oh, I recognize that. Like that's from the music video. Like, and he just looked fat. It was awesome. He looked like tree fitty. <laughs> he looked like panda fitty. <laughs> Dell halftime show thoughts. Um, 
Yeah, I didn't think about it till now, but obviously there was what six six singers, six six performers. Kendrick, Fifty, Eminem, Mary, yeah, six. Dre, so that, that's a that's a lot of people to pack into um, a show for what was it, fifteen minutes, twelve minutes, something like that. Um, it wasn't too too long, was it? No, you know what's crazy is as a kid, I remember thinking the halftime show was like an hour long. Yeah, because you're just waiting for football. It's like, when does the game start again? Yeah. So, but uh, I think the light factor, not great. But the biggest thing for me is the halftime show to me has some sort of like pizzazz to it. It's like it's supposed to be like way too grandiose. Like, like you, 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 you want it to be like fireworks flying. Get, get some lights going. Lady you know, Gaga was, jumping off the top of the stadium with the drones in the air around her. Like, that was cool. That was, like, yeah, over the top. Get, get the electronic stuff going. To me, I mean, the light has factor to it. But even the performers themselves, you know, they're rappers. They're not dancing around doing a show. It, there was really no show-esque to it. I mean, they had some dancers out on the field, and they had the the the, the, the like the scene set up with all the different houses. It, it just didn't, to me, didn't work well as like a tremendous show. I mean, having the group together to sing some of the classics was cool. Um, Mary Jane, whatever her name is, just <laughs> ru- ruined the middle of the show. I was like, this is going on for too long. She's been singing for far too long. Uh, Kendrick was not very good. I wanted more Eminem, and like it was, it was just Snoop and Dre standing on top of a box. Like I don't know, I just didn't, I didn't love it. Uh, I, I agree with Dre. I give it a six out of ten. So that was my instant reaction. I'll, so I'll when, tell you what, though, it beats the hell out of the weekend last year. That one was boring. Yeah, but it was dark, so it was the show was a little bit better. Yeah, the, the show quality of it was better, but. I'm just not a like I'm even less of a weekend fan than I am of a West Coast rap fan. So yeah, true. It was that one sucked. Uh, yeah, no, I liked the weekend. I I didn't I didn't enjoy it. I liked the meme was, of him running through the mirrors. Yeah, I <laughs> thought it was okay. I I think I probably liked that one better than this one. Really? To be honest. All right, um, Cam. I have a feeling you have a different opinion than us, but you and you are famous for your Super Bowl break halftime breakdown. So go ahead. Okay, yeah, very much so. So I'll start off by saying the light, the fact that it was light out, definitely uh, played a factor into it. We were texting during it. Saying, it's not just the, the halftime, not to, sorry to interrupt, not just the halftime, the whole game. The whole game, I no, think. I agree, I agree. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, that, that didn't help by any means. Um, however, the second thing actually, I was in a Super Bowl park that was full of people that were talking. There was no way to stop them from talking. I paid attention as much as I could. Um, I liked it. I liked it when I first watched it. Um, granted, I, I couldn't hear too well, and I thought maybe it was like the TV. Um, but after watching it again on YouTube, after the fact, this was unbelievable. I... Maybe you guys didn't grow up like listening to these guys, but the fact that they came out with Dr. Dre, obviously like the MC of it all. Um, 
the old head. Uh, the West Coast had like the, the Los Angeles as like the, the base ground and then the local shops, barbershop and sandwich stores or whatever as like the setting. I thought that was awesome. Um, played a local vibe, especially being in LA. Um, and then Dre just being the host of it and go, you bug back and go get MJ. I thought she was fine. I didn't grow up listening to her too much. I know the song that she sang and she was, she wasn't lip syncing, but there was definitely a, a over, overtones that was Back, backing track. Yeah, that. So there was definitely that to it, but she was still singing. Uh, she still sounds good. I like the song. Um, and then as far as the dancers go, Dylan, I, I know it's not like a performance in the sense that the whole entire field is filled with people like they do sometimes. I get that. But I think it did justice anyway with what they had because they had like a small, I think they were trying to focus it in on one setting, which is like that one building with like five different parts and just having people dancing in there. So I really like that. And then he said when he came in upside down, I was shocked. Did not see that coming. Didn't know he was going to be performing. Right, yeah, I, didn't I love that he was, love that he was performing. Love the upside down part. Um, no idea why they did them. I just love 50 Cent. You know, it's from my list, guys. Whatever it was, that he's my second favorite rapper of all time. Um, so I, I love that he was there. And then Kendrick, I wasn't a big Kendrick fan going in. So I just feel like he doesn't fit in with this crowd. Like the, the guys that were there all, you know, early 2000s, 1990s kind of rappers and R&B singers, whatever. Um, I don't think he just, he fit the mold. I'm not saying, I, I don't think he performed badly at all. I didn't know the song that he sang after, so he was definitely my, my least favorite part. Um, and then, obviously, Eminem, I agree with you. I wish we heard more of it. I didn't think it was just going to be Lose Yourself. Um, but I think when he was singing, he was the last one to come up, and then they all met on the top. That picture was cool. I will say that. That photo op with the six of them standing there was, was pretty damn cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I noticed after the fact is just the fact that they all met up um, in, like, perfect unison after while he was going with Lose Yourself and then Dre and Snoop went into, I forget, California Love or some, something like that. Um, I really like that. I don't know. I, I think performance-wise, it's an, it's an acquired taste. You have to grow up like listening to these guys. Um, but like the way that they produced it was unreal. And I absolutely loved it. I think it was better than Shakira and J-Lo. It was the best halftime performance. Wow. I, I hate so, that. I hate that take. I, so let me, let me say a couple more things here. So first off, the, I did, I did like the set kind of. The one thing that frustrated me was that it was, it was just like linear and there was one side to it. Imagine being at the game and being at the other side of it and just seeing the back of all those houses and like nothing happening. Like, and uh, so that that's one thing. And I think they didn't like uh, 50 cent coming out was cool. Um, that was unexpected, but I feel like if they, instead of having that like 
building thing be linear. They should have had it be a circle and every performer got their own house. And then at the beginning, out of the middle comes uh, Dre with the the music buttons and he's like coming out to smoke and crap right in the middle. And then each time they go to a new person, they would then like light up one of the houses and they would come out of each house and there was a person coming out of each house and then they meet up. It's just like, they I didn't, think NFL should like hire they, you, Dill. I feel like they didn't do this as best I, as they I could. Thought, I thought that was what was going to happen, actually. That's what, that was my thought process when I saw it because it just kind of seemed like, oh, there's five different sections. They're all going to come out of there each. So I actually thought that was going to happen too. Um, as far as the linear thing, whatever. Um, there's a big old jumbotron up there. You can't please everybody if it rotated. No, I, I see. I, it, but cool, but I um, think they just could have done it in a circle. It been cool. I officially won the point, by the way. So I go up to four. Um, all right, moving on. Um, second second half. half. So obviously, first play of the second half. T. Higgins catches a deep ball. Um, definitely. Definitely got away with a face mask, although I don't think Ramsey was in the best position as it was. That's why I kind of think he had a bad night. Um, takes off down the sideline, scores. Um, then it's kind of back and forth. Not Nothing I can remember that went, happened that was too crazy. Uh, um, ends up with Stafford with the ball down, driving down the field with a few minutes left to try to win the game. And it, it was cool to see him in that position after years of toiling away in Detroit. Obviously, they get down the field, they get held up uh, in the red zone, and there is a phantom holding call. Um, you know, it's not an insane call because they have called ticky-tack crap like that all season, um, but I wouldn't have called it if I was the ref. Um, that sets them up with a first and goal, and then Cooper Cup scores. The Bengals uh, get the ball back, get a nice long reception. To chase, I believe, and there was they, also there was also a uh, um, the helmet to helmet in the end zone there too for another new set of downs. Yeah, um, and so they get the ball back, start driving down the field, and then Aaron Donald does what he does, gets to Joe Burrow, almost forces the sack. I see people yelling about Joe Burrow. Oh, he had Jamar Chase open. Why did he not hit him? The dude was in the grasp. Like, you're not getting away from Aaron Donald and launching a 50-yard bomb after that. Like, he was he was cooked. Um, so just to cu- touch on a couple things, um, the ref ball, you know, they, they called a great game for three quarters. They let him play. You know, they let, let it go down to who's the better team. Didn't call ticky-tack crap. They did miss the call on T. Higgins, 100%. Should have been called, wasn't. That's that's what's going to happen sometimes. I'd rather the game, you know, have a few missed calls than way over-officiated. Um, but they missed that call 100%. Now, if the holding call was a makeup call, that's ridiculous. It was so much later in the game, like so much had transpired. That can't be the makeup call there. Now, obviously, you know, with, with that being called... Um, it, it does kind of even it out. So you say, oh, well, the Bengals got a touchdown off a of crappy ref, ref no call, and the Rams got a touchdown off a of ref over-officiating. So I don't really have a huge problem with the officiating. I just think it's a shame that the refs 
had their say in this game. You know, that the refs had... That the refs had um, had their fingerprints on this, and that's what the kind of the story was the next day. It was like, how could the refs do this? Um, but, you know, uh, obviously it's it happens, and I, I don't love it, but that's the way it goes. Cam, you how you you want to talk on it? Yeah, I'm in a very similar stance as you. Um, I actually don't think it was a makeup call. I think they were just a little bit flag happy at the end, which they shouldn't have been because all game, like you said, they were letting them play. Um, I think what they, if it was a makeup call, I think what they should have done was makeup called it earlier. <laughs> um, I'm actually not against makeup calls. I don't mind it really because usually the second call that is makeup is something like a holding or something like that. Um, I also don't think that that call was the reason that they lost the game. I mean, Matt Stafford is plenty worthy of you know driving down the field and coming back. <laughs> I actually had somebody at our Super Bowl party. It was really funny actually. Small story. Uh, somebody at a party was uh, saying how Mastap is not clutch, he's not a Hall of Famer. Um, and I looked up the stats as he was about to go on his fourth quarter drive, and he's fifth most fourth quarter comebacks in history. And then he went back and came back from that. So um, I think the Rams are deserving this no matter what, regardless of that call or not. Second half in general. Um, thought it was a little boring, more boring than the first half, actually. It was the Rams' defense kind of stepping it up and getting to Burrow. I think he got sacked five times, and that's just another indicator that the Rams were more than deserving to win the game. So I I had no problem. I Not that I didn't have a problem with the call, but I don't think that it decided the game necessarily. Um, I think the Rams were deserving the win, regardless. I, I I'll agree, Cam, that the Rams were deserving, and it just goes to show you the downfall of the Bengals was their offensive line. Everyone's been saying it since April that they need an offensive line. Their offensive linemen were terrible. Uh, the right side of the line let up like almost every sack. Um, so, yes, the Jamar pick worked out, and it, 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 it's not a bad pick. But at the same time, maybe you're in a better spot if you have a lineman there. Like, I, I wouldn't go back and change the pick. I'm just saying they got to focus on it. they got to fix it because it is a miracle they made it this far with this line, and they're not going to do as well if they don't fix it. Um, so it came down to, the I think, the Bengals' offensive line just being terrible, to be honest with you. Because they held up for a bit, and you can if you have a decent line. Look at the Patriots against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Like Patriots had a good line, and they completely shut down Aaron Donald. Like, and they and the Bengals just can't do that. Uh, Tucker, second half thoughts. Yeah, um, it, I thought the second half was a lot more fun. I thought, like you know, I think it wasn't something you can because. Uh, the Bengals lost, and we were for the Bengals. But, like, you know, it came out. You thought the Rams were going to win it after the first half. The Bengals came out hot uh, with the touchdown and the immediate pick. 
you're like, oh God, everything's going for them. The, the Rams come back. They have a drive where they say, screw it, nothing's working. We're going to throw it to Cooper Cup every single time down the entire field, and they did it. I mean, it was a really cool drive. I don't know. I thought the ending was honestly pretty awesome. Aaron Donald played out of his mind. The all second half? Second half, the first play, I think, kind of caught Ramsey a little bit flat-footed. Um, he tried to make a jump to, for a potential interception, um, but he got cooked. Um, I think if you're the Bengals, um, you know, and you get that first play, now you're firing on all cylinders, and they couldn't they couldn't keep momentum even when the Rams were going three and out. Uh, their, their run game wasn't looking good. They they weren't uh, pushing driving the ball anywhere. Like they, their uh, pass put, pass passing game wasn't great either for the third quarter. Um, and I, I was thinking the Bengals had a really good chance to extend but they couldn't get it done because their O-line was trash. Uh, the Rams' defense was too good, so the game was just kind of stuck. So it, was, it wasn't it was like it was boring, but nothing, but not a lot was happening. It was like watching, um, it was like watching a, a, a baseball game where, you know, you get a couple hits here or there, but nothing's really happening. Um, then it just became the Cooper Cup Matt Stafford show this is what happens sometimes teams they say screw the playbook screw you know trying to make something work uh that on paper might work they just just give it to our best players and see what they can do the rams did that uh the Bengals weren't able to do that and rams came out on top obviously um the final drive was was great for, for me, I, that, this, that was a perfect way for this game to, to end. Um, and then uh, the Rams shutting down on D as they did basically, I mean, the whole game. I mean, Rams kind of got cooked, but the defensive line was just way too good. So um, I enjoyed the game for sure. The second half was, you know, it, like all in all, it was a, it was a good game, a uh, great game really. Um so I had a good time watching it for sure. Yeah, I just think it was a little underwhelming. I, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's. I mean, just thinking back, we've watched a lot of Super Bowls with our teams in it. All of us here, um, you know, more than most. And it's such a different feeling when you're when you've actually got a horse in the race, you know. Yeah. But um, let's move on and talk a little bit about um, both teams going forward. Start with the Super Bowl champion Rams. Obviously, a deserving team, 100. percent I think they were a solid team throughout the year. Um, I think they had a weird playoff run where they weren't as good as they could have been. I think Dylan, you mentioned that last week. Um, but they did enough to win, and that's huge. I think the Von Miller acquisition was massive. He had something like twenty-two hurries, twenty-two pressures in in the postseason, which is nuts. He's obviously still a baller. He can still play. Could be a good Patriot. Just want to throw that out there. He's a free agent. Um, Odell, I think was a huge pickup, and Stafford. Obviously, his story is is awesome. Uh, it's good to see him win one, but. Going forward, I think the NFL is a copycat league, and you're going to start to see a lot of teams start to devalue those first-round picks. You know, two first-rounders were traded for Jalen Ramsey. 
a lot of people say that's kind of happy for a corner, you know, entering the back half is entering the middle to back half of his career, you know, and um, but you're trading two picks, you know, based on averages, probably only one of those is going to work out, you know, and you're getting a top tier player. Um, so I think the cop, this is a copycat league. I think you're going to see teams start building a lot like this that are going to be moving around their first round picks to get talent right now, especially if you're, you know, five or six pieces away from building a team toward, towards a championship. You're just going to start throwing around first round picks. They won't be valued as highly, um, which I think, you know, obviously it worked here. Who knows if it's sustainable? I think the Rams have a good shot to, you know, make it for the next few years. Um, but I worry for them three or four or five years down the line. Because if you're not pulling in that first overall talent, you might be missing out on guys. And as they start to age and cap starts to come into factor, that might start to deteriorate and they might go back down to, you know, what they've been the past couple of years with like Jared Goff. But obviously this worked and I think their GM was wearing an F them pick shirt today at the parade. Um, but I think they, they got a good shot at it next year too. I a hundred percent believe that. I think they're a very solid team. Um, I think Stafford is kind of, I think he's got to get in the hall now. I know we talked about it in like episode two, one or two, we talked about Stafford and I think I said that he should go in the hall, um, based on his stats and now he's got a ring. Um, and I think if he just continues to play like he did this year, he'll have a lockup case to get into the hall. Um, but I just worry for their long-term future right now. I think they're putting together a win-now mode. The window is obviously wide open. Go for as many as you can as in this time and then worry about the future in the future, which I don't think is necessarily a bad um, thing to do. You look at, you know, the Patriots are such an anomaly where they were in it so much. It's hard to win one of these, man. It's really hard. You look at all the teams that haven't won in forever, or haven't won once. It's extremely hard to win this. And um, I think you got to go in all all in when you got the chance. Uh, Rams moving forward, Tucker. What do you think? They accomplish everything they wanted to accomplish. In this Very game. echoey, Tuck. I know. I don't know why. It sounds good on my um, end, Tuck. Sounds good on my yeah, end. Yeah, no, it's echoing from you. So, I, like, I see my echoes here, but whatever. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, they went all in, and this is the goal of going all in because, you know, like, the next five, ten years might not be that great there after this. I mean, they've lost all their draft picks. They're probably in cap hell. I think a lot of players are going to walk after this year. They got their, you know, they kind of like, like, we're going to chase a ring for a year, then leave. And you know what? If, if it works, it's awesome. If it doesn't, it sucks. And that's basically the motto of this, like, team was that, like, I hope this works. If not, we might be kind of screwed. Um, happy for them. Uh, not happy for the city. The city sucks. Yeah, fan base is terrible. Terrible the fan base. Fan base sports. I respect Jets um, fans more than that. They don't deserve a win. I, like, I wish Cincinnati won, even though I like the Rams players more. I'm so happy for like, Matt Stafford and all that. Like, all the older guys that had never gotten a ring with the Matt Stafford. The Donald, Donald, Donald like, he deserves great one. Players. But at the end of the day, I would have rather no, not have the championship because yeah. their fans deserve it. No, no, the, so, the city was awful. There was no, no, nobody at the parade. They're, they're a bunch of bumps. It's about the team, though, and 
I hate Stan Kroenke too. Their owner is a scumbag. I'm sad to see him win one, but I am is happy. He? Yeah, Wait, he's, why? Because he he basically screwed over the city of uh, St. Louis, like screwed them. And uh, there was some other stuff with soccer teams. Like he was a big part of that like league issue that was going on, like the Super League or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. He's a he's a dirt bag. Um, but I am happy to see like Cup, uh, Donald, and uh, Stafford get ran. And um, Whitworth. He's he's awesome. I'm very glad to see that he won a Super Bowl, especially against his old team. Uh, Cam, go ahead. Yeah, I I'm I'm on the same page as you guys. I'm happy for all those guys. The fan base is terrible. Granted, they came from St. Louis, so fan base isn't gonna all be there. Um, but in terms of the Rams, I I wish I went back and listened to the episode when Stafford got traded and we talked about it because I, I I don't remember who. But I remember somebody saying that it was a bad move for trading all the draft picks to get Matt Stafford. It was probably me. That sounds like me. Because I know for a fact that I was in favor of it. Like, go all in right now and, you know, you're in win mode and Jared Goff's not going to do it. you got to do something. And it paid off for them. Um, After the Super Bowl, what I look at is, like, was this really the best team in the league? And honestly... I can say the Rams are best, like the best team in the league. I don't think so. I don't. Th- I think the Chiefs are a better team. On on paper, I think defensively, just looking at Aaron Donald, who is the best defensive player I've ever seen play in my life, the most impactful. Um, Aaron Donald, the getting the Von Miller, Jalen Rams, like those three in general. Um, I think on paper, this is this best team in the league. Um, so I'm happy for the Rams. I think going forward, um, I disagree with the whole people are going to drop now that they got a ring. I think they want another one. I agree I with that. Sean no, Von Miller's already said he's testing free agency. I think Odell's already said that no, he's testing No, Odell free said he'll take a discount to go back. Did he? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Odell, Odell is, well, he should probably retire, to be honest. But anyway, I think going forward, they're going to be. What? Going forward, I think the Rams should be okay. And for the next, what, three years, two years, until they have another first-round draft pick, and I think they played this perfectly. The Stafford's got three or four or five, maybe, years left in him, and they're going to be fine. And then come 2024, they'll finally have a draft pick. And I, I think the Rams' future is going to be completely fine. Um, I So the, the thing about the picks, Cam, the reason I probably really was against it is probably me. I'm all about sustained success. I want like the Patriots have had. And obviously that might not ever be achievable again. It might have just been a unicorn of Brady and Belichick being there together at the same time, just the universe working out. But that model of we're in it every year, like we are right there every year is what I want in my team. Like I want all my Boston teams to be at least in it every year. If it's not, it's a failed season. It's a disaster. Like that's that's what I want. I don't want. Oh, we're in it for five years and then we suck for twenty. Like I, I that's not that's not what I'm about. But I mean, who knows? It could it could 100 percent work out, and they could 100 percent be you know have one rebuild year and then are back in. Uh, Dell Rams going forward. I'm kind of in the same boat as Cam. I know that they gave away a lot of picks, but if you can sustain how uh, good they are, and like Cam said, I don't know if they're the best team in the league, but Assuming they keep most of their pieces from this past year, 
um, they're still going to be a great team. Um, and if they can sustain being good for two to three years um, without spending any more picks, uh, then they're just going to start getting picks again when they need them. Um, I know that means you're not developing players, uh, you know, that they would have gotten uh, this offseason and the next offseason. Um, but you may not have to because you're already that good, you know. Um, so there is obviously a give and take to that whole situation. I mean, every team goes through that. Um, it worked out for them, and I think they're not in as bad of a boat as a lot of people are putting them. Um, all right. The more uh, interesting, I think, of the two teams to talk about, the Bengals going forward. My takeaway from this game, everybody's saying, oh, they'll be back. Burrow will be back. Blah, blah, blah. They'll be back. They'll be back. You know, this was kind of an unexpected year. I expected them to be way better. They uh, were. and But I do not think they are as good as AFC champions. I think there's a couple teams in the AFC that are better than them. I think the Chiefs are better than them. I think the Bills are better than them. I think the Ravens, when healthy, are better than them. Um, so I just, I think going forward... This team's going to have a hangover, Tucker. I do believe that. I don't know if they're going to be back anytime soon. I think this was an anomaly year. One of the weirder years in the NFL we've seen where the great teams really weren't showing themselves, especially in the AFC. I mean, the Patriots had the one seed at one point. Like The Titans ended up with it, and they weren't that good. Um, so to me, this was a unicorn year. This was the year to do it. And that the fact that they didn't doesn't bode well for them. I don't see them back here for a little bit. Um, I think they can eventually. I think they got a lot of growing to do. Um, and I don't think it's any knock on Burr or anything. I think he's a solid quarterback. I just think they played a little bit out of their minds in these playoffs. I mean, who saw their defense holding the Chiefs to three in, you know, in the second half of that game? Um, I just I, I truly think that they're going to kind of return to – you know, playoff contender, and then maybe in a few years, even below that. Um, so I, I just don't have a lot of faith in the Bengals. I, like I said, I think a little bit of an of a anomaly year. So I, I don't know. I think, Cam, you're, you're about on the same page with me, correct? Yeah, I've said it all year. Anomaly doesn't make any sense. Um, I really wish they did win. Because uh, everyone's saying, don't worry, Burrow, you'll be back. Burrow's elite, you know. But while he may be elite, Marino never made it back after his first one. Cam, I was so, just about to say that, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, the Bengals are going to bangle. This year was an anomaly. Grand, it was a, a rebuild year. Um, so maybe if they, you know, get a better offensive line and get some DBs. Their safeties are great. Uh, corners, not so much. If they revamp that, they're going to be contenders. But like you said, I mean, the AFC, and I said earlier in the year, the AFC is super competitive, but the NFC is super top-heavy, has better records, and for the most part, like, the teams just look better. And now it's, you know, it's completely changing, where the Bills, the Chiefs, Ravens are going to be back. Um, 
there's just a lot of teams that in the AFC that are going to be competitors. And I don't know, it's going to be really tough to get back for them. But, uh, I mean, I'd like to say that their future is, is upward, but it's really go, hard to go up when you just went to the Super Bowl. So, Tucker, we know how you feel. You think they're going to they're gonna regress a lot. Yeah, and it's nothing against the team. I mean, I think this team has a bright future, but I think they're still a good amount of pieces away, which is so ridiculous to say because they made the Super Bowl this year. But this is a team with giant holes in on both ends of the football. Um, it's really a miracle they made it to this, and like, good for them. It's awesome that they did. Happy for them. Wish they could have won the ship, but this doesn't feel like a dynasty under any. This doesn't feel like the start of a dynasty, you know. It doesn't feel like anything like that. It was a really good duo that played out of their minds, um, but I just don't see it being sustainable. Dell. Uh, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. Um, I don't see them as being, uh, you know, it's crazy, like Tuck said, in their current state, I don't see them as being a front runner in the conference, um, you know, until they get better. You know, it's crazy to think, but uh, they found a path that brought them to the Super Bowl. They, it, it, they beat good teams when they had to. They the te- they actually match up pretty well against the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, they beat them twice um, this season. Um, you know that's the team that they have to consistently beat, and they they do match up well against them. I think they get better um, over the next uh, you know five years, and and they can can become. Um, a really viable team, especially when the Ravens start to fall off. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think they're good. I think you, you give them a few more years to grow, and then they'll be uh, back in as a as a top contender. But you know, on paper, with everybody else in the conference, they're still just not you know right there with some of the top. I think, in my opinion. They're so close. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a take that is. Trey esque with the Bills last year. I think it is the. I think Trey will agree with me. This is the the worst possible case scenario was them making the Super Bowl this year. No, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. I think people would feel more high on them if they got bounced first round. Yeah, no, it's not even that. Like even like it's it's better for these teams that kind of find themselves in the in the thick of it when you're not really expecting them to be, to not make that push. If they lose in the divisional round, people are saying, especially close, watch out for the Bengals. They're, they're up and coming. Like they're going to build. They have that much better of a draft pick too. And I just think that this and, and losing a game like that, like you see every year, you see it like the team that loses the Super Bowl goes through some sort of problems. Like you saw it in the Chiefs this year. They weren't as good as they should have been, maybe because of the Super Bowl. You have to play an extra month. Like, and and the, the I can't even imagine the drain of losing that game. Like I didn't make the playoffs in, in my senior year of football. It still haunts me to this day. Like to lose the Super Bowl. And you don't know how many of those opportunities you're going to get, especially in the AFC right now, where there are a lot of, there's a lot of parity. Um, so I agree. I agree with that, Cam, 100%. I think it's better for their narrative if they get bounced in the AFC Championship or the divisional round and they can, kind of let that sink in and 
you know, go for it after that. Yeah, that didn't work for the Bills this year, but I, I agree. That being said, that being said, I still think Joe Burrow is elite. Um, the fact that he had zero offensive line, the most sacks in the regular season, the most sacks in postseason history, and he made the Super Bowl and came, you know, that close. The poise on that guy and the confidence is is unreal. Um, so I think he's elite. It's just the team itself. It's just like the Bengals. You think of the Bengals, and he's like, well, they're, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Well, that pretty much wraps it up, I think. Uh, we're going to skip list guys this week. Uh, so we've been going for an hour and a half on the game. But another successful uh, football season. Um, congratulations, boys. Do we want to touch on Cooper Cup for the MVP? I thought he was the MVP. Like, I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. Yeah, that's all I got. The other argument was Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was the two sacks, but the stats that aren't counted, like the amount of times that he just disrupted stuff. Um, I think yeah. he deserved he deserved a bit out of it. I think Cooper Cup deserved it. Just if Cup didn't score that touchdown, then. I think Donald would have got. Yeah, Cuff had I, to I Cuff had to put the receiving core on his shoulders in that second half without Odell. Like it was just Cuff. Yeah, find a way to get open. We're throwing you the ball. All right, now we're done. Uh, another football season. Congratulations, gentlemen. I will miss it dearly. We'll uh, obviously we'll have you know our way too early playoff predictions, our post, uh, our, our our draft coverage, our pre-draft coverage our post-draft predictions and then preseason predictions all coming up in the next six months. Uh, so we're not done with the NFL, even though it may be done with us for now. Um, but can't wait till next year when the Patriots are right in it. That's going to be the best time ever for this pod. It's going to be very exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, check us out on our social. Stay with us. We're going to bring back uh, movies next week. So Get ready for that. That's always an exciting segment. Good, good place to lose some points if you're in the lead. Um, and we'll have we'll have everything covered. Baseball if it ever starts again. Basketball maybe a little bit more. Maybe even some NHL, which would be nuts. But uh, we'll cover it all. March, March Madness coming up. Uh, again, not a huge fan of it, but everybody else is. So we'll definitely talk about it. Um, you're giving me a face. It's not that I'm a huge fan. I just don't follow college basketball. So I literally throw darts at a board and pick my team. Um, so yeah, thanks for getting wasted with us and we will see you next week. Yeah.